Hello and welcome to another edition of Thunder Talk. Off the wagon, we are right back after the draft. With me today, Jameson Maxwell, uh, co-host of the Scooter Pod. Welcome on, buddy. Thank you very much. Glad to have the intern on the Thunder. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And we also got a uh, good old Ford Brandon back as usual. Uh, we got the Thunder Talk crew. So welcome oh, back, Ford. What's up? What's up, Bobby? <laughs> I uh, not much. So first things first, the most important issue of the day. Uh, Ford, have you gotten over uh, Rui Hachimura yet? No, I'm still riding the high. I love, I love where he's going. Peg him in at the power forward right next to John Wall and Bradley Beal. It's going to be slick. All right, mental note to myself, cut that part just for fun. Uh, anyways, <laughs> obviously the real big issue, not issue, but big news. Uh, Thunder. It's an issue. It's an, it, it, it's an issue. Spoilers for five seconds later in the pod. It's an issue. Uh, Thunder draft Darius Baisley, a guy who made the entire Thunder fan base collectively say, you know, huh, who is this guy? An annual tradition of ours at this point. Um, James, can you start us off? What was your first reaction when the Baisley news came up? Well, okay, so I, I like doing the draft where I don't get the woe spoils. Like, I have him 24-7 on notification on my phone, but... I try to watch it traditionally, so I, I did not get any kind of notification that we had the trade. 21, pick comes up, Woj says, we have a trade. I'm like, sweet. We're trading with the Grizzlies. I was like, oh, they just traded for Jay Crowder? I can so dig Drake, Jay Crowder, and we're dumping it. It's going to be like some, we just pulled something off great. We moved back to the dang 23rd pick, and then the guy I want, Grant Williams, goes to dang 22. And I, I was heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken. And then Darius Baisley came up. I'm already just numb. I was already numb. Yeah, it was it was a shocker. Ford, you and I were watching it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell us what your I, I mean, honestly, tell us your internal monologue. Tell the people how you felt. Because uh, I was, was livid. Good. I was livid. I was very upset. Because and I mean, in the pod before, I was talking about if it happens, which it did. Kevin Porter Jr. with with his shooting ability, his athletic ability. And, like, his potential was on the board, and we didn't take it. I was so mad. Yeah, we had a little it's, draft get-together. It doesn't make much sense. It's like, even really even if we didn't want him, we use him as a trade chip. Now. Yeah, like, we use him as a trade chip, you know, if we didn't want him. Like, like, him, like, that pick was so valuable. And we moved back two spots for nothing in a twenty-four, a two thousand twenty-four second round pick. Like what like, the hell? I, I was saying this. Oh. I was saying this earlier. Like the twenty twenty-four pick with Memphis, which might be like looking forward in teams' future. That's gonna be one of the top five worst teams in the league. And and as we saw in the Carmelo Anthony trade, even though it didn't be ended up being a good trade for us, that trade that we had from the Chicago Bulls, that second rounder, was a very valuable piece in a trade for us to make a big move. So this Memphis 2024 pick might actually be good for us in the future. And hell, we may even use it in a future trade coming up in free agency to help dump salary. So yeah. if we were if we were locked on Baisley, can we just be happy that we didn't pick him at the 21 and at least we moved back 23 to have a... First of all, he gets paid less now that he's two spots back. Maybe if it's very minute, still gets paid less and he's farther back in the draft. And we've got an asset that we can somehow use either in the future or in the near future. Exactly. Yeah. It's really it's really more of an asset for assets' sake. Kind of got to look at it less of 
you know, oh, we really need this pick and more like this is something we can throw in at a future date. And the fact that it has, I mean, 2024, while it seems like a far way away, that just means that this asset has a longer expiration date. Well, if we were going to if we were so locked on to Darius Baisley, then why didn't we just move back to the second round and get him? Because, because no one was going to pick him in the first. So, like, I feel like we were legit the only team who had eyes on him. Then see, that's that's the thing. I've been reading a lot of articles on like like it came out of like what teams like draft boards were like. Supposedly Darius Baisley like killed it in like workouts, and he had gone up. And some people had him like 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 last minute mock draft. Some people think they're even he's going to go in the teens. You know, no, what? Really? Yes, no. People like the thing is, he's a huge question mark, and there's so much potential there, and that is a, what a lot of teams kind of want. And that's not what the Thunder should want, but a lot of teams like that. Guys, we didn't get to see a college tape. All we get to see is a high school tape. And then if you did well in your workout, you'd be like, is this legitimate or is this just kind of a one-time thing? He's a really big crapshoot, and while some people take that as a negative, a lot of teams say, I could hit the lottery on this guy. Without a doubt, and the thing I got from Baisley's tape and everything is he really does have a lot of potential, mainly with his IQ. Um, a lot of the, I think he's a little bit different than some of these, you know, pressy type of guys who are on or who are super athletic and you know don't really shoot well, a little inconsistent. Is this guy has an I, this guy has an IQ that doesn't that you don't didn't really have in uh, a guy like Josh Eustis or. Um, Hamidou I mean, Diallo. Hamidou Diallo, for example. Yeah, I, I would agree. He he has he has this potential on a basketball level of this guy. This guy has 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 skills and intention, and he, you look at a couple of, of those passes in uh, you know in in his combine runs, and the guy the guy has good, really really good court vision. Really can make some creative moves. He had that. He had a really good behind the back pass. Uh, I like. I don't hate the pick. Uh, if you're gonna do a pick like this, that is upside. I think this guy's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I, I mean, I was livid when when the pick was first announced, but I also had like four or five glasses of wine at that point, and I was really happy. <laughs> yeah, and I really, really wanted Kevin Porter Jr. Um, but you know, I get it. He's six nine, seven foot wingspan, like two ten super athletic but he can't shoot um i think really the main question i mean one of the main reasons why i was so livid with this pick was not just because ken Porter jr but it's the same it's almost the exact same project as the terrence ferguson project which we still have going on and currently developing so it's just kind of you know mind-boggling to me why we would basically draft the same player and have the same project going on well one's like six feet taller Six inches. Six, 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 six inches. Wait. Well, how? How? how um, well, like. Well, it's, I think it's how tall, I thought. I, I thought Terrence Ferguson was like six five. Yeah, six yeah. six. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm clearly terrible with heights. Uh, as I projected yeah. this guy to be eleven foot tall. Um, uh, but well, Terrence yeah, Ferguson was almost the exact same player, minus like four inches. You know. Well, it's it's like, really it's really easy to kind of make the parallel with Ferguson because he didn't go to college, but Ferguson. We he was a guy that we could turn into a three and D guy. Ba- Basley is not a guy. Basley Basley, whatever. Uh, he is, I don't think he's going to be a three and D ga- guy. I think he's going to be kind of mm-hmm. what we've seen in Jeremy Grant almost, but just a little bit smaller. And we hope we can get a corner three in him. Imagine a small ball lineup with Jeremy Grant and him as the bigs. If we therefore got rid of Stephen Adams or if we're resting Stephen Adams, 
I mean, that's something interesting in today's day and age. But my whole thing is like, why, Bobby, I understand that. Yeah, I'm pleased with this. He's, he's got some upside. You obviously see he has some IQ. He's got the measurables. But this is a developmental guy. If, I, if we were fans of the Memphis Grizzlies, if we were fans of the Washington Wizards, I'd be elated with this because I'd be like, I think this is a guy that was um, has a lot of upside, and I, I'm really excited just to see if we can hit gold on this. But we have two years left. And we don't. Darius Baisley does not have two years to mm-hmm. kind of like go willy nilly around and get better as a basketball player. We need guys who can step in and play a role in our offense. What we needed right now in the roles was a wing shooter, and then a big, a stretch big man. He's just on the outside of being a stretch big man. That I'm not comfortable enough to say it that he would be in our offense right now. And he's not nearly that good of a shooter. That that's probably his biggest yeah, weakness. We, I'm we very need disappointed. I, I, I just don't get where we're going in this offseason now. Like, I think, that, I mean, scenario-wise, if we're going to get a shooter wing and a, a backup big, and we need money to do that, how are we going to do that with these guys on our team? We did not. I, what are we? How are we going to shed? I, I agree. It's it's frustrating because that pick was going to be one of the cornerstones of, like you said, shedding that uh, that extra salary. Um, but I, I think Presty. Presty really outlined what his belief is with shooting in his press conference and that he thinks that the Thunder are going to have to develop that from within, mm-hmm. um, which I, I was going to mention that. I think, that's, I think that's an absolutely awful strategy because uh, what think about it. Name one Thunder player that improved his shooting over time. Just Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. That's OK. So one yeah. Jeremy Grant. Terrence uh, Ferguson uh, had a good, yeah. good step forward this season. So, okay, so my problem with, with the internal doing, last season, the way we improved our three-point shot from the year, year before internally was absolutely impressive. Absolutely impressive. We had very, very um, great strides from Jeremy Grant. And then if Ferguson Fuda stayed consistent, would have been another great story. But it would keep the same narrative that we had before is that we need more shooting. You want to know why? Because everyone wants that because, from a different guy. It's, it's, everyone's, everyone's clamoring for that. And why me? That might be not the best option. We need it because Raymond Felton ain't gonna cut it as our backup mm-hmm. three. Exactly. You know. The thing yeah, is, I we, think you go ahead, Ford. Oh, I mean, we needed inexpensive shooting, and we just didn't take advantage of it. And I can, I, I guess, just from what I'm gathering from it, is just Presty just saw this guy, thought we could strike gold, and just took a chance on it. Oh, I mean, that's kind of all I got because there is no now? direction. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what we're win now. I, I agree. We, we need to be in win now mode. And I think while I, I don't think we need to just get, have a bevy of three point shooters. I think we need to have just like one guy. That's the thing that people are frustrated with is we don't have that sharp shooter on deck ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But as, as far as win now goes, this is not like, I agree. This is not the guy you want for win now. Um, and that strategy is confusing, and it makes you kind of me kind of wonder if they really did have their sights on Cameron Johnson, the UNC product, like we thought they, like some people thought they would, um, and him going off the board led him to be like, well, let's just put the best player on the board with the most upside. Let's get this guy. But he wasn't though, in my opinion. No. See, see, yeah. here's the the problem with that, Bobby. Is I don't distrust our um, draft scouts. I feel like they have a very very large board and they aren't all in on one guy 
they've done their homework across the board. They don't do, oh, crap, there goes our guy. Oh, we got a script. Oh, we're just going to get this guy. Well, yeah, no, for like, sure, for sure. We have, mm-hmm. there's multiple guys on the board. Oh, yeah, we had a so list. They, did their homework on that they thought that could fit in to the roles that we need filled this offseason. So, it, it, like I said earlier, I okay, I'm not trying to say, like, I don't think we're, like, completely not winning now. The scary part, why I'm disappointed, is because we can still sign a shooter in the offseason. What money are we going to do that? And what assets are we going to do to clear that money? Are we going to do give up more future first? Is that how much we like? I'm just, I'm really worried. This is probably one of the best first-round picks you could have dealt to give up these assets because there's no better than the future. I mean, no better than trading picks. And once you pick it, the value goes all the way very, very far down. And then these 2022 draft picks, those don't mean nearly as much as whenever you get there. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. I just, we, there, there's a huge money issue here. And if we're running it back, I understand. We used to be considered the second best team in the West behind the Warriors whenever we were fully healthy and Paul George had two working shoulders. And, and I understand if we got both of them healthy, Oh, Warriors are different now. We can be the best team in the West. But there's so many different problems that with this team that you can't just say, oh, we sh- this is our ceiling. Let's hope we hit our ceiling. You've got to do everything in your power to make you the best team possible. And for these next two years, and Baisley is not that. I Presti's really going all in on this one. We're really banking on a championship in the next two years. Oh, I mean, we kind of have to. It's all, oh, it's, you know, yeah, it's all worth it, you know, like, if it ends up being like that. But that's just kind of what it's looking like right now. Well, I, I mean, that's when you, you know. when you when you have two max guys in Paul George and Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's what you got to do. You, 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 you can't you can't well, play well, conservatively. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, well, obviously, yeah, like that's understood. But I was just saying, you know, we don't really have a direction right now and shedding salary would have been nice but now it's just kind of like we're stuck with this core so we absolutely need to win right now in the next two years or we're screwed and i think the biggest issue isn't with our core it's with keeping that core but trimming the fat to add in players who would be good like patterson i don't think really has a use on this team right now um that's probably i thought he was the for sure he was going to be gone on draft night i think they'll find a way to get rid of him at some point um, who knows? Maybe, maybe they do find a, a partner for Baisley and figure that out later. Maybe there is a team like Jameson mentioned, like probably not the Grizzlies because, you know, Memphis just traded with us, but, um, probably who knows? Maybe there's some team I could see Atlanta maybe wanting this guy, uh, who the, wants to, I don't know. The problem, the problem with trading Baisley now is that 23rd pick that we had. The value of that pick is so much more than Baisley because you get to do whatever you want if you're the team and acquire. You're right. Pick. You're like right. You, now you're, you're need stuck to find with somebody him. who is absolutely in love with Baisley and is like, dang, I'm really mad we get didn't get him. And that is a very very lucky scenario. Like I said, teams well, do their homework and they would know that they wanted them at the time of the draft. And if there was a team that was in love with Baisley and really wanted him, would give up value for him, they would have done it on draft night. We would have made that deal. Well, you're on right, the on right. the list of the uh, teams that you were reading, where they said, where you were saying earlier that Darius Baisley was high on their list, what were what were some of those teams? Uh, I I don't know. I just I just re- I read something. It was like it was like per like reports 
a lot of teams saw basically rise up their draft boards and saw it as a possibility that he could even go as high as the teens. Mm-hmm. I forget where I read it, but I, I read it somewhere. I've been write, write, reading all kinds of like little articles. Who knows? Sources say Chris Broussard googly eyes. I mean, it could it, <laughs> yeah. it could be complete baloney. But, Multiple sauces. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, yeah. I, what, what I'm saying is, trading Baisley is that that is something that we cannot consider anymore. That he is now ours. And we got to roll with that in the future. We've got to give up salary to get a wing shooter and to get a backup big man to replace Nerlens Noel and somehow shed this luxury tax. We have to give up some kind of value, and what, what is that value? It's an idea. We don't really have anything anymore. Because our next first-round draft pick, if I recall, in uh, 2020 is the Jeremy Grant tra- um, draft pick, right? So we don't have next, uh, next year's. Yeah, so you're 2021 right. is our next first? Yes. yes. And we and can't so- trade that because I believe we have 23 off the books as well. The 2022 pick we do not have. That is a uh, that's owned by the Hawks. It's uh, protected top 14. So we solved that. Uh, so we can't trade 2021. We can't trade a pick until 2023. You can trade it on draft night though, right? Which is the only way you trade it. You have to pick the guy then trade it. So exactly. we can't do it. We can't do it as of now. So if you're trying to trade a future first, you're gonna have to do it way in the future, and that could be something that completely screws our team because who knows if we're going to be one of the worst teams in the league in five years exactly that i mean that's that's a risky game to play especially when you're you know your window for competing is just it's closing like crazy so um i don't know this is tough this is really tough um in terms of trading future picks Uh, i don't know the thunder the thunder are really in a really tough spot yeah, but you know, if if you want to stay positive with it, the the West is still wide open, and we and when when our team's healthy, we can be very very dangerous. So you, yeah, there is the the luxury tax and our salary problems, but competing wise, when healthy, we have a very solid roster. I agree. I and Jameson Stock thought about running it, not running it back, but basically running it back is. I think we can run it back and be very successful. The thing is, I, I agree with him that I think our ceiling could be even higher. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen our ceiling yet. Yeah. This this yeah. this up-and-coming season, we most likely will, um, assuming everyone stays healthy, knock on wood. But this is, this is kind of that make-or-break season, I think. Okay, I got a proposition for y'all. So we were really surprised we didn't make a salary dump trade on draft night. And I thought the two two biggest guys we see would be like Schroeder, Patterson, and Robertson. I guess three, Patterson and Robertson. And another uh-huh. guy that's been talked about week trade is Ad- Adams. Was not a realistic kind of no. draft day trade because of matching salaries. It's extremely hard to trade a guy for twenty five million. Mm. But this since we didn't make that trade that we're trading um, Adams and dumping that twenty five million in the future because now that it's getting close to free agency. We'd rather wait till free agency, see if we can get a good replacement for Adams for a good deal, and then we therefore can make our dumps rather than just bet on dumping now and then hope to God we get a good free agent for a replacement whenever it comes closer to the time. Well, you think Adams would re-sign with, for a reasonable deal? Well, he's got two more years, so we can't do any kind of restructuring with him. We're oh. stuck with oh, the yeah. 25 and $28 million. What I'm What I'm 
saying is like, it, would this not making a draft night uh, to bump the get off and shed salary? Would this allude more to be like, are we going to make a bigger kind of shed near free agency? Because we don't want to shed salary and then get to free agency and not re-sign somebody that can help our team. We can do it closer whenever we already kind of have a deal in place and we know, okay, this is our backup plan when we make this shedding. Because if we shed Schroeder and we couldn't find a good backup point guard, we realize how pivotal our offense is whenever having a good backup point, you know? We can't just that did wonders for us this year. And then hope for the best that we don't get a replacement. Exactly. Because Raymond Felton's not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. Who do, we, who do we think could be a pretty good, I guess, Schroeder replacement if that trade were to happen? I really, that, I'm, I'm really trying to think of a good comparison that would pair well with Westbrook. I haven't, I haven't really made much thought on that. You know, um, I think, Tyler Johnson, he's a point guard, right? Oh, no, his deal, never mind. His deal is atrocious. Never mind. It, his deal is disgustingly atrocious. TJ McConnell. Oh, hell no. All right, quick quick little programming note. Uh, Jameson was uh, receiving some technical difficulties. So we're back uh, just recording me and Ford. So uh, yeah. well, back where we left off, we're trying to think of a backup point guard who would kind of replace Schroeder. Uh, you brought up uh, TJ McConnell, a couple guys. I'm not a big McConnell guy. I think mainly because he was on my team in 2K and never passed to me. So yeah. <laughs> So you have a personal uh, virtual vendetta against T.J. McConnell. Yeah, me and Joe Rolliter have a virtual <laughs> vendetta against him. He really, really cut into my guy Seaman Seminko's uh, minutes. Really, <laughs> very tough. Uh, yeah, so McConnell, no, nah, not a big fan. But honestly, as the honestly, I think as the days go on, we'll and we get closer to free agency, we'll uh, come up with that uh, type of replacement mm-hmm. in the free agency pod. Um, Okay, here's some. What about Corey Joseph? Ooh, I like Corey Joseph. What's he? What? Where is he at? He's getting paid uh, seven mil on Indiana right now. Okay, that's that's surprisingly that's not too low. bad. What's yeah. His like, wonder what his contract's like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Corey Joseph would be interesting. Uh, not a point guard, but I think he'd be an interesting ad. I've always loved him. Is uh, Jonathan Simmons? Um, oh like yeah, dude, on the Spurs. Yeah, uh, he was a he was a vital part for that playoff run until Kawhi got hurt. I remember that. I think and he, he got a fat good. deal from Orlando, and you can't take that. You can't turn it down. I, I think he would be probably more of a uh, probably a lot more of like a uh, six man type of player than. Uh-huh. You know, like kind of like a Dion Waiters sort of thing, but not like like Dion Waiters. If Dion Waiters didn't play like his, uh, like you know, he was on something and ha- thought he was uh, Michael Jordan, but um, <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I don't know. I, I personally, Jonathan Simmons is at the top of my wish list, uh, and I his stats could his stats could be terrible. I very much admitting that, but I don't know. I like I like the guy. Okay, I'm gonna throw something at you right now. Because I'm looking at rosters right now. So he's getting paid 8 mil. And obviously there's a lot of baggage around him. But Thunder are one of the most are one of the best developing organizations in the league. And I think if this guy was put in the right spot, 
then he could thrive. And of course he has some mental humps to, you know, get over. But what about Markel Fultz? Fultz. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. Um, I don't know because I, I agree with the point that, you know, Fultz is, Fultz is definitely has a lot of potential, but if we are in a win now mode, Fultz probably isn't the right guy. Uh, I mean, he's already on his second team in his second year with uh, Orlando. He was part of that deal. That mm-hmm. actually, speaking of, it actually involved Jonathan Simmons going to uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't trust him enough yet. I need to. I need to see something out of him. That's well. If he starts to improve, then oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, um, some random sounds from ESPN. Thanks. Um, <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Woj, on the latest videos. Uh, but you know, if Markel Fultz starts to show anything, then the Magic are going to hold on to him with a latch. I mean, because they traded him in hopes that they can, you know, work his issues out and then end up striking gold on a number one pick. So that's like if, if we're going to strike like for him, the time would have been now, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I just I, I think I think that's probably a good plan play for the future. If we are trying to, um, if Presti is trying to hedge and get some potential, you know, just value level potential, which, you know, I think that's what Basley, Basley, whatever, whatever that is. I think that's, I think, I think that's a contingency plan, honestly. And if we are going with this semi hedge and can get faults for a good price and I don't, I don't think Orlando will, will have been ready to get rid of. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if they're if they're really willing to get rid of Fultz like several months after trading for him, I think that's a bad sign, and we should stay away. Mm-hmm. We'll do what? Okay. Well, we'll uh, go away from Fultz. So Cleveland just drafted Darius Garland, right? A number five point guard. Last year they drafted Colin Sexton for like eighth pick point guard. What about Colin Sexton? Colin Sexton. I mean, he could be interesting. Um, that's for sure, especially on that rookie deal. Uh, yeah, or like Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson could be good too. I like Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where is Clarkson now? He's still in. Cleveland. Is he still in? Both the, both these guys are on Cleveland. Oh yeah, we need to go to we need to go into Cleveland and ransack. Just ransack. Yeah, we're there. dumb enough. They have yeah. they have way too many point guards. Why do they have so many? Yeah. Point guards? Except I'm not taking Della Dova. We're not doing that. It, wait. Oh yeah, Del. I forgot. I got Del Dova. Dude, I would love Delhi. All right, I, okay. I, mm. I would throw down for Delhi. Give us give us some grit from down under. I'd take it. Uh, mainly just for the Aussie beat. train. I would I would rock a Delhi. Got Aussie fever. Aussie fever. Uh, <laughs> okay, so regular season this year, he shot forty five percent, thirty two from three, eighty five percent from the free throw line, averaged seventeen points. Dude, Jordan Clarkson's it. Jordan Clarkson, I think that's that's a good fit. I like it. He's young. He has three I, assists though. But that's yeah. not bad for a backup. Mm, not great, but not but but agreed. We we just need him to come in and play some minutes. What's his what, what's his three point sh- uh percentage? It was like? 32, 32. Uh, it's not no. That's about where Schroeder was at yeah. before he came here. Um. I, I I agree. I think Cleveland's probably a good trading partner there. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I mean, not so for the sure. thing is, they're yeah, the, it's like they it would have to be for like well, because they're we're we're not just gonna swap point guards, you know, like no, with like, that would make with no Dennis sense. Schroeder, yeah, without without for and then giving up a young asset too or something like that, uh, that wouldn't work for them. I mean, they are dumb enough, so you never know, but um, yeah, no, it would have to be. It would have to be, I mean, a pretty interesting trade. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have a lot of offseason to talk about that yeah. particular situation. Let's try to wrap this pot up uh, before we leave. Well, hold on. One, one, one thing. Sorry, I'm looking at stats right now. Yeah. Colin Sexton shot 40% from three-point range this year. Really? Jeez. On how many, yeah. How many, how many uh, attempts? Uh, well, I'm not seeing that immediately on the, or, on the stats here, but I, I don't know. It's yeah, but 40%. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's really good right there. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think we should really, I think it would come at a heavy price, uh, for Sexton, yeah. but I mean, he's still, obviously still has value. It would have to be what? like, yeah, for like Adams or something. They wouldn't take Roberson. It wouldn't take Patterson as like the main um, focal point of the deal. It would have to be for Adams, and that just that just wouldn't work unless there was another team involved. But on to the next one. Yep. All right. So uh, just wrapping up draft. Um, let's let's do several questions. So who won the draft? Okay. Uh, who lost the draft? Like team wise. And oh, well, Phoenix, baby. Oh man. It's me. I can't. I just want. Okay. Well, you start. Keep about. going. All right. So who won the draft? Uh, who lost the draft? Uh, who was the most? Um, what was the most interesting move in terms of who had the best uh, day as a player? Who had the worst day as a player? And um, what was the biggest surprise of the day overall? So let's just start okay. out. Let's just that's a lot of questions. Let's just start out. Um, yeah, write them down and then we'll just go off them. Yeah, no, I, I can remember them. Okay. Well, uh, who won the draft? I would say obviously New Orleans. I mean, getting Zion. I mean, that's. Zion's the most hyped NBA prospect, like, since LeBron James. I mean, he goes yeah. down as, like, the Patrick Ewings, the Shaqs, the LeBrons, you know, those really super hyped number one picks. So when you get a player like that, that's obviously going to turn make your franchise go in a 180. And I think he's going to right that ship in New Orleans and really turn them into um, a contender one day. And it could be in the immediate future. I mean, who knows how good this guy is. But he right now, he's the savior. Um, and then also, flip, also flipping – um, Anthony Davis into Jackson Hayes too, and uh, uh, Alexander Walker in the first round. Those were steals. I think Jackson Hayes is a great prospect. That was a great pick. I think he's going to fit right next to um, Zion Williamson very well. Um, I agree. I agree I th- with you. Let me. I agree with you though. I think that for uh, flipping that fourth pick was probably the most impressive thing they did. Uh, the amount of assets, the amount of picks they have. I mean, just it's an it's so mm-hmm. impressive. Um, David Griffin is really doing work. He really is. I mean, he really is. Um, If we had to give a second place, I think it's the Atlanta Hawks. They've put together just really agree right with you. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's hard to not give the championship or the uh, draft championship, I guess, to the team that got Zion Williamson. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I if I did have to pick a non-Pelican team, it would have to be the Hawks. I think they got together a great young core that they can build off of. Uh, Arguably and, the best in the league. Yeah, as the and young they, core. Yeah, and they have cap space that's gonna c- gonna come off the books here in a bit. You know, they've been accruing kind of 
they've, they've been like the dumpster for uh, a bunch of trade partners. And I think the willingness mm. to do that and suffer through a couple years where you're paying uh, Solomon Hill uh, $14 million a year. Yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> but, you're, but you're racking in the picks. And that turned into DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish exactly. to fit next to Trey Young. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I think I think you can easily say that the Hawks probably now that you can go back, they, they're probably the hindsight champions of the past two drafts because uh, I think they I, th- yeah. I, I I think they won that Dallas trade. I really uh, do. it's starting uh, to look like it now because I mean, you've well, because uh, Luka, Luka Doncic obviously is an incredible franchise transforming player. I mean, he's going to. Dallas is going to make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Also partly by KP, but still he's a major factor in that. But Trey Young was neck and neck with him for rookie of the year. They'll probably give it to Luca, but Trey Young hadn't made a case too. And now you flip that and you got Cam Reddish as well. That's that was pretty solid. That's very impressive. Uh all right, moving on. Who lost the draft? Uh, in other words, uh, re- we're, we're, we're just, yeah, we're just going to rename this category. Let's, uh, let's get on the suns. Um, <laughs> so what were they thinking? Dude, you, you, you had Jarrett Culver on your roster. Like you had him in your hands and you flipped it for Cameron Johnson, Dario Sarich. And then you took Ty Jerome on the 24th pick. It's ridiculous. Bruh. Like, I, the thing James is, James Jones, what are you doing? Why do you? Oh, ba- oh little baby, what is you doing, with James? <laughs> oh, Jamie Jones. You... My thing is, like, if you want Cam Johnson, you you probably could move back and get him for a lot less. You could I, have I mean, picked maybe... Cameron Johnson at the twenty fourth pick. I mean, look, maybe there's something like... we don't know. Maybe Cameron Johnson was really rising in this draft. I had heard that his st- stock had just shot up. Obviously, it did. Um, so. I think there is some credence to the fact that Cam Johnson did have his stock improved, but also on the surface, this looks like the dumbest move of all time. Mm-hmm. But you never know. We could be saying the complete opposite in two years. Okay. So, you know? yes. but. so, so would you, would you, here's what happens when you search Phoenix Suns draft. First, first article is the Suns were up to some Suns type foolishness on draft night. <laughs> I'm just saying with that's, just put put in that 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 about your draft. That being the first thing that pops up says everything. Second one was people are not impressed about their draft. <laughs> uh, oh, makes, dude, they are definitely the biggest loser. They need they needed direction, and by having the sixth pick and picking Jarrett Culver or possibly Kobe White to run the, or to run the floor for your ball club, that was definitely a priority. You, they they definitely. 100% needed direction, which they don't have. And this only gave more questions to where this franchise is going. Yeah. I mean, they fired their coach a one year after hiring him. And now he's on Luke Walton's staff for the Kings. And they're, and they're probably going to – they could make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 really, I really do kind of like the Kings. I think it's so crowded in the West. I don't really know what happens there. Yeah. Speaking of which, Kings didn't even get their draft pick. They ended up sending it to Philadelphia. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly, Philly swapped them. That's pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so- oh, also, oh, there is one more winner that I, will, I, I would like to add. I think Memphis uh, had a very, very good draft as well. You get, Obviously, you know, you miss out on Zion, which I mean, he's by far the best player in this draft. 
But John Moran is a very close second. I think he will be a fantastic player in the league. He's very Westbrook-like athleticism. The dude has kind of like that dog in him, you know, where he really wants to compete and win and has that kind of blue-collar mentality, which perfectly fits Memphis. And they got Brandon Clark at 21, too. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Um, So let's talk about uh, the – the player who you think probably won this draft in terms of who, who rose the most, who got in the best situation. Um, yeah. I would, so, I would, my guy, Rui Hachimura. <laughs> I think he was, well, I mean, he was probably going to go to Charlotte. Like, I mean, I would so much rather play in Washington, be next to John Wall and Bradley Beal and possibly be a playoff contender, right? Like his rookie year immediately in the East. Um, I thought I, I thought it was a great pick by Washington. I said that earlier. I think it's a great fit for him. Um, and congratulations to him for being the first Japanese-born uh, player drafted in the league in league history. That's that's pretty special. But what I thought was super strange though was that he was drafted ninth by the Washington Wizards and had absolutely no contact with that organization at all prior to the draft. They didn't interview him. They didn't work him out. He had no contact. They just up and decided to draft him. That is really weird. They just, you know, just kind of cold yeah. called him. They're like, hey, you're a wizard now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like, I was watching an interview with him, and he was totally caught off guard. He was, And he was spilling all that. He's like, yeah. Like, I thought I was going, you know, 11, 12, 13, around that range. Like, and like the, because I mean, I obviously talked to those organizations prior to the draft and they were, had interest in me, but the but Washington literally did not give him a call and just op, opted to draft him. So I think it was just one of those situations where you see his talent and his potential and you just, you just want to take him then. He's your guy. And I thought he was a huge winner. Yeah, definitely. I agree, especially fit wise and, you know, rising. Um, this is tough because, Honestly, this is tough. I think I'm going to go with uh, – I know the situation's awful. I'm going to go with Cam Reddish – or not Cam Reddish, uh, Cameron Johnson, just because of how high he jumped. Uh, I mean, jumping from – Oh, yeah. Uh, projected 21 to 11. From he's a contract making, standpoint, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's going to be making enough money to and, – and, and in a location like Phoenix, it's nice. So – while you'll be losing basketball games, at least you'll be living in Scottsdale or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like you, you, well, I feel that. I feel that. You, you could spend the extra money is going to help him uh, live out his days in Phoenix. So good, good for him. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Cam Johnson as my big winner, big loser um, of the draft player wise. It's got to be Bull Bull unanimously, right? Oh. Okay, well, I got another one, but I okay. do agree. I do agree with the bowl bowl for him being a top five player entering the college basketball season and ended up being the forty was it forty fourth or forty fifth? Forty fifth, I believe. Yeah, one of those by Miami, and then get traded to Denver immediately after. So yeah, yeah, you you got to. I mean, contract wise as well, that's a that's a really big dip, and that really sucks. But you know. Denver could possibly strike gold. You never know. And I mean, I thought that was a very, a really, really good value pick or I, well, I, I guess value trade. I mean, cause Miami picked him. Yeah. But so, but I think Denver, you know, really lucked out on that. It's a late, it's a mid to late second round pick versus for a guy who has top five talent, you know? So you never know where that could go. If, if he busts out, then you got him in the late second round. 
Exactly. But if, you, but if it strikes gold, it's a Draymond Green situation where you pick an all-star, you know, in the mid-late second round. This is, yeah, my, my explanation for that is kind of like, it's kind of the reverse Phoenix, where I think as a team, that's a really good spot for them. They have experience with uh, kind of having a guy, I, I've kept her hearing the word red shirt, you know, kind of red shirt like that, um, you know, with uh, the Porter kid. I think they're mm-hmm. in a position you know, it, it's good to it's good to be on a team with talent when you're not having to shoulder that. Um, but that being said, the guy was a top five pick, you know, about a year ago. That's a lot of money lost. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's hope he does well, but not well enough to make us uh, make our life hell in the northeast or northwest division. Yeah, so, really. Uh, who's your biggest out of loss? all teams? I was gonna say Darius Garland. Uh, uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, you had a chance. So first, you have a chance. You're you're pegged as the number four player, kind of universally since the lottery came out, and you could play for the Lakers. Then that gets traded. Now you're like, okay, now I'll be throwing lobs to Zion in New Orleans. That gets traded. Now you go to now the Atlanta Hawks have you go. Okay, well now they have Trey Young. So guess where I'm going? Fucking <laughs> Cleveland. There's the F ball. <laughs> there, there we it go. Is. But here we go. Like, like you can see it in his face on how disappointed and upset he was when he was drafted. And, yeah. and and you're 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 competing with Colin Sexton now. Like what is this supposed to be a two double point guard uh backcourt? Like I don't it, it Cleveland has no direction. I personally think they're the worst franchise in the league. That just really sucks for that dude. I I agree. I mean they just they Cleveland has been like just constantly rewarded for their buffoonery and it's I don't know. I, I think that they come, there's going to come a point where you know it's just not going to work out for them, and they're not they're going to stop getting you know top yeah. five picks. I I agree with that. I think that's probably a bad spot for them, especially with as we've mentioned many times in this spot, a very you know, flush, uh, very flush point guard room. I guess I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So last question before we move on: What was the best name in the draft? So the like best who, name? Who, who had the best name of everyone? I, I know who mine is. Uh, is, this, is this the Clippers guy? Uh, which one? Which one? Dude, it's just so many vowels and syllables. I gave this one. It's a Mufiundu Cabin Gilly. I have no <laughs> pick 27th by Clippers. That is, that is not who I, who I would go oh, with. No. That, that is a good one, though. That, <laughs> I must have been down in a glass of wine when this guy was drafted. I can't even <laughs> read this. Oh God. Or the okay. or the Detroit guy, Siku Doom Doomboya, whatever that guy yeah. is. Yeah. See Sudoku dude. Or no, Taco no. Fall. Well, I Taco. mean, I guess he wasn't drafted, but anyone named Taco deserves to be on that list. Taco is a honorable mention. Mine easily has to be uh the Spurs shooting guard that they drafted. Uh Quindary Witherspoon. <laughs> that sounds like a Key and Peel skit, you know, like <laughs> Quindary with a spoon. <laughs> Shooting God, Missouri State. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So wait, what about the biggest steal, in your opinion? Oh, for sure. Uh biggest steal. Um I got a couple. There 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 are a couple. Um I really like Philly getting Bruno Fernando at 34. I think he's he, he I think him learning from Embiid and possibly being a backup center with uh Boban probably gone. Uh, I think that's I think that's a really solid value right there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I agree with you. Um, I think Portland getting Nazir Little at twenty five. I think that was a really really great pick. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Cleveland thirty. 
that's really solid. Um, now I think I think Jordan Poole was a great pick by Golden State too. I think that's going to really work out for them, and that pisses me off because it's Golden State. Yeah. Uh, okay. on, on, yeah. On to the second round. Um, well, I don't really see that many like really big seals for the second round. You know, I guess besides Bull Bull, you know, c- could be a steal. Um, I think Admiral Schofield going to uh, DC that that only adds to DC's great draft that they had. Yeah, I, I like Schofield a lot. I think he has potential um, picking mm-hmm. in the second round. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, all righty. Well, next time you hear from us, we will be uh, previewing free agency, which it's, I mean, as we've seen from the Anthony Davis trade, it's going to be wild. I'm pretty excited. So, mm-hmm. Ford, any last words before we uh, wrap this pod up? No, just super excited to get into free agency. That's going to get wild. You know what I'm super excited for, Ford? What? Yeah. Ending this disastrous recording of a podcast. <laughs> oh God! It was. Uh, I don't know. Send, send the b- to the butcher. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't cut this b- up. I do not know how much of this is going to get heard for y'all, but woof. woof. This is this is yeah. <laughs> Whoop buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Yeah, like this is a fifty-two minute pod, and we're probably gonna cut it down to like thirty. It's it's gonna be interesting. I might just add like a blooper reel at the end. Who knows? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, um, can I make <laughs> one last edit? Uh, so I'm on Bleach Report right now, looking at uh, the draft they have. You know, the whole draft lined up. Yeah. And on the top of my tab on Google Chrome, it says Bleach Report dash Stat Milk Widget. <laughs> <laughs> stat Milk Widget. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No idea why that's there. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> well, that wraps up the pod for this week. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed talk- or listening to the pod as much as... Well, actually, no, I don't. I wouldn't say as much as we enjoyed recording. It was an issue. Anyways, we're yeah, wrapping we're really up the pod. Shredding through the mud on this one. I, I'm, I'm, it, it's just not getting any better. It's just time to end this thing. Beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> I suggest listening to the other podcast. Hit them up with a five star. This is not a this this is a five star pod. Um, we are five star men. We're not we, acting like it today, but we hope we're like that two star men. We hope the edits are five stars. Um, so yeah, but up. if you would if you would go online and rank us as five star men, that would mean a lot to us. Yeah, <laughs> like in the comments. Always, always, always love it. Uh, hit us up with with a nice comment. Always appreciate comments. Uh, if you're an OU fan, we've got a lot of uh, big OU content going over on our uh, other podcast, The Schooner Pod, uh, about to come up. And we promise it'll be a lot better than this one. That's for dang sure. Anyways, wrapping up the pod. Thank you so much for subscribing, liking, everything. If you've made it this far, God bless you. You are a hero. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So yeah, for God me- bless your soul on this one. <laughs> All right, so from me, uh, Ford, and Jameson, who is still on the highway somewhere. Uh, yeah, we flushed that turd down the toilet a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we'll, just, we'll just flush this turd. Um, thanks for listening. Thunder up. And, Thunder uh, up. Yeesh. All right, so uh, just wrapping up draft, um, what was your biggest surprise team-wise uh, of this draft? Basically, who would you give like the uh, most – you know, the who won the draft? Well, 
Well, who won the draft? Oh, New Orleans. Let's do several questions. So, who won the draft? Who was their biggest surprise? And good steal. or bad? Uh, oh, but yeah, okay. basically, basically the biggest steal. And uh, okay, let's do. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is our, right, this is our finest work ever. Get it together. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You're... We can I cut would. it out. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm taking this thing to the chopping block. It's it's been interesting. <laughs> um, hey, you know it's Saturday. Give us a break. It's the off season. Yeah. Okay, who won the trade? <laughs> oh, Bobby, oh my word! <laughs> Said this podcast, dude. You are flaming out of control right now. <laughs> it's it's not great. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right, restarting. Dude, just okay. be a Snickers. You'll feel better. I, I need to. I, you I need act a, different when you're not on the Snickers. Episode title: Bobby needs the Snickers. Um, <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. Right there. It's gold. Okay. So, who won the who won the draft? Who won the draft? <laughs> okay. Who won the draft? Uh, who lost the draft? Like team wise. And oh, what, Phoenix, baby. Oh man. 